0: bloomers welcome back to another episode of inner bloom I am Alexa and with me is the very saucy and flowery ambi <laughs> hey
1: everybody saucy I like it
0: yeah I don't know where the, those adjectives came from I just that's really okay to mix it up. I, I'm,
1: I'm perfectly fine with that maybe you channeled that from my sauciness maybe. today
0: maybe that's I like what, that's what you need that's a little spice you need today saucy mm. and floweriness. Um, That
1: is a nice segue. Your segues are on point. I just want to throw this out there.
0: What's that a segue to? That's a
1: segue to who we're talking with today.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's so true. I didn't even think about it. Well, uh, (laughs) since – we just set ourselves up here. Um, today we have a special guest with us. He's a clairvoyant medium that is taking the world by storm. Seeing a need for a step over the law of attraction, Larry Armstead II heard those words <laughs> that transform heard these words that transformed his life. In life, we don't get what we want, we get what we expect. This caused him to chase this wisdom like a madman, and time and time again he saw the power of expectation build amazing results for his clients, all of which kept urging him to write a book on the topic he listened his first book where's my pizza explores how you can use the power of expectation to create the life you've always wanted it's available for pre-order on larryarmstead.com and amazon right now everyone help us welcome our friend who's already been on the show once para larry aka larry Armstead the second hi larry
2: hello everybody how is everyone
0: (laughs) we're good (laughs) How are and you doing? Spicy on the
2: show. Spicy, spicy saucy. I heard all, so, so many good things there. Um, <laughs> it's, it, that's so awesome. Uh, I didn't get called saucy and spicy, so I'm a little jealous. <laughs>
0: sorry. Oh, that was, meant, sorry. that was probably meant for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, Larry, like you – well, just, just before we get started here, just to let you know, I don't know if you know, but after you were on the podcast the first time, which is, I don't know, How long ago? Six, five weeks ago, six weeks ago, something like that. Yeah, yeah, we we got so like huge response on you. People loved you. They like couldn't get enough of you. Said like they wanted you back, and so you're back.
2: Oh, and I love them back. Thank you guys for having me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> back by popular demand. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. So um last time you were here, you were giving us some uh like spiritual recipes, e- each of us. And now you have you took it to the next level and you have your own cookbook.
2: It's it's a kind of a combination cookbook. It's not a cookbook exactly. Okay. So what you it is, is, um Where's My Pizza is a book primarily if it's self-help. Um, spiritual life coaching. So it is about how to use power of expectation to create the life that you've always wanted and dreamed of. And because I am also a home cook, um I put ten recipes from all over the world in the back uh, for you guys to enjoy. So in staying with the pizza theme, what I did is I sat down and I hammered out pizzas from Africa and um, oh. let's see Brazil, c- Canada. Mexico. So there's a, there's a little bit for everyone in there. So if you've never been to those regions, you can enjoy the, the same flavor combinations that are present in those regions. So, and I, I what I'm telling people is while you're reading um, where's my pizza and learning how to set expectation for yourself, you can make one of those pizzas. They're really quick, simple and easy, and you can enjoy that while you're reading. So you don't have to ask where, where's my pizza. You'll have it in your hand while you're reading
0: <laughs> what's <laughs> actually need from the book. That's awesome. That's great. So it's actually so yeah, talk about that a little more. The power of expectation. What's that all about?
2: Well, the power of expectation, I, I am one of those people that I have always heard, oh, it's the law of attraction, it's the law of attraction. And I I'm sure you guys were the same way. You like you read a thousand books on the law of attraction and especially like when the secret got really, really big.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
2: if you were like me, you read all the books and you applied the principles, but you never White, like there was always something holding you back, like you never quite manifested exactly what you're looking for. There was always like mm-hmm. some missing puzzle piece, yeah, and or it didn't
1: turn out the way you expected it to turn out.
2: Absolutely, it did not turn out the way you expected it to turn out. And, um, what I heard during the meditation one day was in life, you don't get what you want, you get what you expect. Mm-hmm. And so, I took that at face value from my guides and I was like, okay, what does that mean? You don't get what you want. You, you get what you expect, and from there, I just began applying it as a mantra and I began telling all of my clients you 're not going to get what you want you 're going to get what you expect, so if you expect to still be in the same type of situation that 's exactly what you 're going to manifest. Mm. but if you begin expecting something different, then you can manifest something completely different so Whereas my pizza is just the the next step from the law of attraction, just that missing puzzle piece as it were. To get you over the line, so you can actually begin manifesting, you know, the life you want and the life you desire.
0: Mm. Man, I, I, like can, that. I can, I I <laughs> like it too. Isn't it crazy how just kind of changing one word or a couple words really actually gives you such a different understanding of a concept? Like, like you're saying, it's like a very, it's like it's not what you want; it's what you are expecting, and that makes me think of it in a whole different way. It's like, yeah, I basically expect every day to be the same as the day before, kind of, mm-hmm. you know.
2: Yeah, and th- and that's one of the things that I, I teach in the book, that life is too short to live the same day twice, right? Mm. So that is what what that what I'm trying to get to everyone, is you don't have to live the same day twice. You can go out there and you can do something different if you just expect something different.
0: And how do you expect something different?
2: Well, l- let me share this with you. It's, a, it's an interesting little story. Um, so my sister, um, who I love dearly, I will not say her name because she strangled me for telling this story, but <laughs> I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Um, but she, uh, she's a mother's wonderful mother of, you know, four kids. Um, and you know, when you have four kids, you kind of have that, the third kid, that's kind of the middle kid, even though there's not a real middle. Um, but, um, growing up her son, uh, her middle son, basically, she would see things in him. Right. And she would say, you know what, you're going to end up just like your father. And his father is troubled to say the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, he's no stranger to the law. And um she just kept saying as he was growing up, you you know what, you're gonna end up just like him, you're gonna end up just like him. And you know, the father never graduated high school, he was you know constantly in trouble with the law and things like that. And what happened to my my nephew, he ended up just like his father because of the expectation that someone else placed on him.
1: Mm-hmm. He was never
2: given a different way, he wasn't given a different realm or mindset to expect. So he expected to be just like his father. And he manifested that. Mm-hmm. And, and so and so often we hear, you know, um, people want to say, um, well, how do you set an expectation? Is it this thing where I sit down and say, oh, well, I expect it's not something mystical. It really isn't. It, it's very simple. Um, it's just when you, there's so many expectations that we have on us daily. So like, for example, let me give you guys one here. So um, you guys are already well-versed in expectations. And your listeners are well versed in expectation. Why? Because right now you guys expected me to show up for a podcast. Mm-hmm. And I did. Your listeners are expected to listen to a podcast and hear a podcast. Now, if they if they clicked on this and it was nothing but silence, then their expectation is gonna be jarred, right? Mm-hmm. because it's not what they were expecting. So th- that we set all these different expectations every day. We expect that we're going to go to work. We expect that, you know, traffic's going to be this way on Mondays and traffic's going to be this way on Tuesdays. We expect that, you know, our house is going to be taken care of and that we're going to get our paycheck from work and all that good stuff. So if we expect all those things kind of automatically, how come we can't hijack that expectation to create the life that we desire? Mm-hmm.
0: And how do we hijack it?
2: You hijack it by, by, first of all, being aware of what you are thinking. So many times we are not aware of what we're thinking. So I, I'm going through, I don't know if you guys have gone through it yet, but I'm still going through A Course in Miracles. And there's an awesome quote in there, and uh, which they say, you know, um, and I'm going to paraphrase it, that um, the God mentality or the universe mentality is an idol. So there's no such thing as an idle thought because that which created everything that we know and see can hardly be described as idle. Mm. So we have to become, first of all, aware of what we're thinking at all times. Because even I've heard people say, um, well, when you have expectations, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. That in and of itself is an expectation. You see how that works?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a kind of a sad way to look at things too, right?
2: Absolutely. And there are so many people, you know, that say that kind of thing, you know, like, oh, if you never uh, expect anything, you won't be disappointed. Or it, and I'm like, that is, that's just such a defeatist way to live, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Defeatist way. That's a nice word. I like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Go ahead, Larry. Are you going to say something?
2: Yeah, yeah. No. So I was just going to say that um, being, first of all, aware of what you're thinking is the first step into being able to hijack your expectations. And a lot of people think, oh, well, these thoughts just pop into my head and everything. But no, you can think about what you're thinking Mm -hmm. and you can change what you're thinking. And that is your very first step into identifying what expectations are already there for you. Which ones are yours and which ones um, did people put on you?
0: Mm. Yeah. And like a lot of, uh, you know, I do like EFT um, or or tapping and that's a lot of, you know, And as you're describing it, it's like like basically what we're doing is like sifting and sorting through the expectations that we have as like the beliefs, the programs, right? An expectation is like a program, absolutely. Yeah, and so um, yeah, I mean, man, I I definitely. Well, so let me put it to you this way: so if you want, if you if okay. If you want to change your life, if you want to, like, if you right now have a life that, like, you literally never leave your apartment, but what you want is to, like, travel the world and, mm-hmm. you know, how do you how do you start expecting something that's so drastically different than what you're doing?
2: Okay, first of all, it's realizing that, again, you're not going to get what you want, you're going to get what you expect, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, what I did in writing this book is I was able to identify what I call the spectrum of expectation and we flow through it so seamlessly. So here's how it, here's how it kind of leans down for us. Right? So we begin something by wishing something. So, Oh, I wish I could leave my apartment and there's still an expectation attached to that, but I can't. right? Right. Then you want to leave your apartment, but you still haven't done anything about it. Then you hope to leave your apartment still probably no action there. And then you, you know, you pray to leave your apartment to whatever deity or whatever thing that you pray to. Um, then something happens around the prayer thing where you begin to believe, OK, this is this is a possibility. This is, this is mm-hmm. I, I think I can possibly do this. Then the next step on that spectrum is the intention. OK, now I'm going to do it. I'm going to get up and I'm going to leave my apartment, even if it's just for five minutes a day. Then mm-hmm. you move on to expectation. Well, if I, if I left for five minutes a day, maybe I can do 10 minutes tomorrow. And then you begin uh, the next step is anticipating what mm. more that you can do. And then I coined a term called expanticipate, where <laughs> it's just a blending of expectation and anticipation, because anticipation is half the fun, right? Yeah. And then once you are to the point where you're anticipating leaving that apartment every day, you're expanticipating leaving that apartment, then you manifest it. And we move through those those things so quickly some of those things collapse on each other so quickly, you know, you, you do the wish and warrant together sometimes, you know, mm. but again, you have to
0: begin, you
2: have to identify where you are on that expectation so we can get clear about where you need to go.
0: Mm. Interesting. So it's, it's a baby steps.
2: It's baby steps. Yeah, And it's, a lot of it is clarity as well. How often do we walk around and we're just not Clear. Um, I was working with a client and she was asking me, you know, um, why she couldn't get through the block she had on her life. She was feeling a lot of judgment, feeling a lot of, you know, like not good enough stuff right there. And I asked her point blank, well, who are you? Mm. And she couldn't answer the question. And I said, see, and that's the spiritual life coach thing that I do. You know, if you can't, if you don't know who you are, if you aren't clear about all these things in your life, then you can't ever expect to. Manifest them. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it back to you so you guys can see how this works. So either ambi or alexa What is what is one role you are that you have in your life? Are you a mom? Are you a sister wife? Give me something
0: uh, I am a Girlfriend <laughs> Okay, you are
2: a girlfriend. Okay, what does that mean? Oh, what does it mean?
0: Oh, <laughs> um, God, that is a good question. I don't know what the frick that it, means.
2: A, you know, <laughs> and and, and, that, and there's our point, right? Because, okay, so here, and I use my favorite person in the world, Oprah, for this, right? Oprah <laughs> and Stedman met together. They've been together since I was a natural blonde, which was never. Actually, I was born with, <laughs> I was born with blonde hair, so believe it or not. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> but they've been together since forever, right? And they have decided that they're never going to get married. So they are still technically boyfriend and girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm. Oprah's idea of being a girlfriend is completely different from yours, right? Mm-hmm. She's clear on what that means. and she clear, She's clear on what that looks like in her life. So we right. have all these roles that she has. all these. We have all these things that we have floating around us, but we never take the time to quite get clear about what they actually are or what they mean.
0: Mm, that's, and, just, oh yeah, keep going.
2: No, and that's the thing we have to do. We have to get clear first.
0: That is so true because that's what's been coming up for me a lot the past couple of weeks is realizing like that, uh, is just kind of waking up from from the programming a bit and just being like oh this is just I mean everything that you're saying it's 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 exactly right it's and the clarity is the realization of our power right clarity absolutely. is yeah yeah absolutely. <laughs> because clarity is when you kind of wake up and realize oh this is a waking dream this is this this life that we're living is a essentially like a, a video game like it's our own personal it's actually I heard this the other day and I was like wow that's really interesting I forget where I heard this but someone was like what if this is heaven like where we are now, if this is heaven, and someone's like, well, why would you say that? And the guy's like, because you get everything you want. You get – or you get every – sorry, not everything you want. You get everything you you think of, like everything, even the bad – if you think of a bad thing, it comes, but it comes, right? Like it mm-hmm. comes, you call it and it comes. So it's like, what if this is heaven? We're in heaven now. We just have to wake up and realize it. And when we realize it, then we'll stop picking the bad things and we'll pick the things we want. Right. But that's what the clarity is.
2: Yeah. And it, you know, kind of piggybacking on that, it was, um, so I was brought up in the Christian tradition. I kind of have my issues with that now, but I, you know, some of the things that are, that are there are still very good mantras. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, what I heard in the Christian tradition is when Moses went to the top of the mountain, and saw the burning bush, he asked God, who are you? What's your name? And God said, I am that I am. And that in and of Mm. itself it's huge, because God didn't say, oh, I, I will be that I will be, because that implies lack. That implies scarcity. That implies that he will be something that he's not right now, or that he's not currently able to be.
1: Sorry. Fine. I really like we, what you're saying.
2: Uh, oh, thank you. Um, but we all come. we are all, the Bible also says, you know, that Jesus even said, you know, you are gods. And that, you know, you see that reflected in a lot of different world religion. You are God. So you are the representative of God in your life. So how you show up in your life is how God shows up in your life. Mm. So if we are saying, Oh, I'm depressed, or I'm a- I'm anxious, or that's what you're going to manifest because I am that I am. I am that same spark of energy and life that the universe is. So if we are saying, Oh, I'm depressed, or um, I, I'm, exi- I'm full of anxiety Or I'm sad You're going to manifest that Because that's the I am So I always put punctuation in that When, when it says You know when you say I am something You say I am that Period I am Exclamation point So mm. whatever that is Is what you are So you have to be very careful Especially in getting clear About your I am's You have to really begin Listening to yourself And saying what you're saying About yourself Because mm. whatever you say That you are Is what you are
0: Mm hmm. Definitely. And also it's just like, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go, Amy.
1: It's just like um, this other um, podcast that Alexa does. Um, Positive head. Brandon is the one that does that. And he says, abracadabra, what you speak, you create. So it's it's very similar to that. Because when you say things like, you, like you're saying, when you say things like, I'm so stressed, well, that's what you're feeling. That's what you're going to create more of is what you're saying you are. So, mm. yeah.
2: And a lot of people have trouble with saying, well, I am stressed. What, what, what do I do with it? You can say something different. Again, it goes back to, be, to thinking what you're thinking about. You can say something different. You don't have to necessarily feel it to say it or to do it. Mm. So... Um, I, I'm also reading. I, I have like fifty thousand books. I'm reading right now, <laughs> um, and I just keep them on a nice cycle. But I'm reading Wishes Fulfilled by Wayne Dyer, and mm. he re- he, it's an amazing book. I hope you guys have read it. It is the greatest thing. Um, but there is a story in the beginning of the book in which, and I'll just kind of summarize it. There's a young lady that is stressed out to high heavens in college. She's you know overachiever, and she develops you know facial paralysis and the doctors can find nothing they can find nothing they eventually figure out that it's some sort of a palsy that she has
1: bell's and, palsy
2: yeah. yes yes yeah. and they um she goes up to Hawaii where Wayne was and her mother and everyone sees Wayne walking along the beach they go talk to Wayne and Wayne gives her an affirmation that i am paralysis free and mm. the, the girl just couldn't take that in what do you mean i'm not para- i'm paralysis free i can look in the mirror and see that my face is still paralyzed and he was like no I am paralysis-free. You have to begin saying that. And again, piggyback on that. I am. I am that. I am paralysis-free. I am. So she began to believe it. And the doctor said, you know, she may never get the functionality of her face back and all that good stuff. Fast forward, I think he said four weeks later, she sent a letter saying, I woke up and I am paralysis-free. And it's because I took that I am aboard and I began living that. I began saying, no matter what I was looking at in the mirror- or no matter what i was perceiving with my five physical senses i am that thing so i began saying i am paralysis free and here i am defying the doctors odds because i created my own reality mm, that's awesome
1: and i think that's the that's the challenge there is looking in the mirror and seeing your paralysis and still believing that this you are changing the outcome that's the challenge you know
0: I, I I keep feeling, just to piggyback on that, Ambie, it's like because yeah. something that I notice when I'm wanting to change something in my life or manifest something different than I have, I have this sense of a deep fear about believing something that might not happen. It's like this – it's like that. the fear and then that's what's in the way. But it's like this – it's almost I'm afraid to believe because I'm afraid to see that it didn't work. Does that make Mm, sense? Yeah, you don't want to be disappointed. I don't want to be disappointed and proven – I don't want to be disappointed and I don't want anyone to prove to me, including myself, that magic isn't real or that I don't have power, right? And it goes back to childhood, I think, like not wanting to – I don't know. It's something with me with childhood of like feeling like I wanted other people to believe in something and I had to prove it to them or something like that. But but just just that alone creates – can create a blockage to – believing the, mani- the mantra, you know what I mean?
2: Mm, yeah. And uh, you know, a lot of that fear that you're speaking of that comes up cause it, it happens. I'm writing the book and it even happens for me still. Right. Um, a lot of that comes from, we're not clear again. We're yeah. just not clear about what we're looking to manifest because we don't know. We, we kind of don't know what we're asking for. Sometimes we can say, um, Oh, I want to be, I want to have a sexy body. Well, what does that mean for you? Does that mean mm. looking like Kim Kardashian? Does that mean looking like, you know, Monique? What does that mean? Look, <laughs> what does that look like for you?
1: Yeah, yeah. You have
2: to get clear on that. So a lot of times they're like, oh, the, the thing didn't manifest that I wanted. Well, go back and take a look at it because you might have gotten exactly what you asked for in your unclarity.
1: True. Yeah. I have an example of this. So I manifested my vehicle and I was very specific about I wanted a Like at the time I had a really bad car (laughs) and I wanted like backup cameras, which are standard. But anyway, I wanted backup cameras. I wanted um, dual heating. I wanted heated seats. I wanted like all these things. Right. And I was very clear on that. So I got all of those things and then uh, we got it for a really good deal. And then two months after we bought the car, we had to get a new transmission because the transmission was shot. The engine was shot. So I wasn't so clear on the other aspects of the vehicle, but I was very clear on like the bells and whistles. You know what I mean? So it was very, um, it's just funny, like how I just, I, um, having a running car was not something that I was in my, in my (laughs) mind. It was more about like all the fun things that came with the car.
2: And so you got exactly what you expected, I got exactly
1: what I expected, yes.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Um, it makes you a little speechless because you're sitting there going through your head. You're like, "Oh my gosh, have I not been clear? Oh my gosh."
0: Well, it, that is well. It, a second. Oh well, it is definitely making me think about when you're talking about. I want to be like super sexy or something. It's like I don't even know what that means for me. Like when I say that, that's like absolutely true. It's like I don't have a clear definition on that. And now that I'm thinking about. Now that I'm thinking about it, all the things in my life that are um missing or aren't as I necessarily want them to be at this moment are things that I'm not very clear on at all and in fact like See, I was thinking about this with money recently. I was like, you know, a lot of people when they talk about manifesting money, it's like, well, have a specific number in your head. Have a very specific – like have a – how much do you want at this time by when, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like there's something in me that like isn't – It's almost doesn't want to think about it. I'm like, I I don't – because – It's like I don't want to – part of me doesn't want to get clear on it, and I don't know why. But now I'm realizing it's like, well, because I'm not being clear, I'm just like, oh, this is fine. This is fine, you know? And it's like, no, it's like not really fine. I mean it's fine, but it's like I want more, so why don't I get clear on what more I want and actually call that in and allow it to come in, you know?
2: Yeah, and that's that's what happens. Like we – even when you get clear – like that fear, that fear thing comes in because then you begin looking on the other side of it after you're expecting it, and you know it's coming. You you begin looking on the other side of it, and you're like, okay, so what what happens after I get the money? What 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 mm-hmm. then? Because then you haven't thought that far ahead. <laughs> but the thing about it is, you can live organically. You can go. You can set different expectations at different points in your life. Like, for example, like. For me, years ago, if you go to, um, I don't know, if we, we can't plug businesses or anything. Very popular. Yeah, um,
1: you can. Home work- oh, okay. Yeah, do, if we, okay. No rules, do it. Oh,
2: okay. <laughs> so, Team Beachbody. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: You know, they do P90X, Insanity, all that stuff. Um, back in 2010, 2011, um, I was hellbent. I got the Insanity program, and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm doing this. I'm doing this with tea. T. I'm following the nutrition plan, and I'm going to be on the infomercial, and I'm going to meet Sean T., who was the trainer, and I'm going to yep. do all these different things. Everything that I set forth, I didn't know at that time that I was setting expectations. That's exactly what I did. Um, everything that I wanted, they reached out for me to do the infomercial, so I was speaking in the 2011 infomercial. I got flown out to L.A. to work out with Sean T. and took pictures with him, and he knew this me by name.
1: so nice?
2: Oh, he is one of the greatest people. He really is. Um and <laughs> I I worked out with him and all that stuff. And then I got back home and I finished the program and I shot the infomercial and it was like, ooh, okay, well, um, I did that. <laughs> now, now,
1: what? now what do I do? Yeah.
2: Exactly. And that that's the part of that that scares a lot of people. You know, like you were saying, you know, about not getting clear or not, you know, not quite wanting to address getting clear is because what is on the other side of my manifestation? What do I have to look forward to after I manifest?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And people that are listening to this will probably say, or some people will probably say, well, manifest something else, right?
2: Exactly. What
1: I've discovered is like this holding pattern of like you, for me, I've suddenly become very, very aware that my thoughts, turn into actions and my thoughts turn into things pretty quickly. So now it's kind of like, oh, okay, all right. So what do I really want? But now it's just like stagnant, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's just like stagnant energy and I feel, I know I need to change this. I understand that I'm not, nothing is progressing. Um, but it, it is that, that fear of, of moving forward because you've re- reached your goals, you've reached your the thing that you wanted to create. So now, what do we do?
2: Exactly, and a lot of that is figuring out where you are on that spectrum of expectation that I spoke about earlier. You know, if you're mm. feeling stagnant, you could be stuck at the well, the hope and wish and prayer part, and you know, you're stuck there. And you don't know how to get out of there, or you don't want to get out of there because then what? Yeah,
1: mm. yeah. you know,
2: so it, it, it's so multifaceted. It's so easy and you know intellectually we get it it's like yeah i totally get that but like the actual life application can sometimes prove to be a little bit challenging
0: yeah Speaking of that, Larry, what's your uh, read with, like, the energy going on right now? Because, like, I don't know about you, but Ambie and I have been feeling mighty crazy lately, very sensitive. And, like, today both of us were like, I want to go out into a field and scream at the top of my lungs, and I don't (laughs) know why, but it feels like actual freaking out.
1: Yeah, we're laughing, but that's really yeah. how it's. Been. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I did
2: notice that we have some retrograde stuff going on, um, so that's definitely um, going to give some effect to, uh, to people and the way you guys are feeling. Um, but I'll challenge you guys to expect something different. Okay, so I want is what you said is I want to go out to a field. I want to scream, but what is your expectation? So you can expect
1: something sit and mope different. About
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what you'll get if you expect them right
1: yeah um so
2: you can expect something different so how about setting the expectation that although i want to go out to a field and screen, i'm going to channel that energy into something positive and creative Mm. because you can do whatever you want with that energy energy doesn't have a um uh, i was gonna say gender but that's clearly not what i was trying to say (laughs) (laughs) energy doesn't have like a Inherent of this is how it has to be, and this this is how it doesn't have to be. It's just energy, so you can direct it whatever way it needs to go. So if, if you need to, if you feel like you need to go scream, then that's how you're going to direct that energy. But if you say, "I want to take this energy that I'm feeling and I want to channel it into something positive, uplifting, and transformative," then you can do that as well. You just have to begin to expect it.
0: Hmm. Oh,
1: just- maybe like dancing it out. You know what I mean? Like just just turning on the music and just go into town or like lately I've been getting this urge to paint and mm. I, I haven't painted and like, I'm not, by the way, like I'm not, um, I've made one, one artistic creation, which I hang on my wall. <laughs> like I'm Picasso. I'm
2: but, put, I was about to put in an order too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know you were, but you're going to have to hold on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But it's, it's interesting because uh, this whole weekend and this whole week, it feels like it's Friday, by the way. But I realized it's not. <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> this whole week I've been like, oh, you should paint. You should paint. And A, I have nothing to physically paint on. Um, so that's fun. And B, I don't even know if I have actual paints. But it's just this urge of like, you should paint. So I feel like the energy is trying to come through in like a different way. So Probably. maybe after this, I
2: will paint. You should. Set an expectation. You know what? I'm going to go and I I'm will,
1: gonna paint. I'm going to go paint tonight. That's what I'm going to do. What are you uh, going to do? What are you – what's your expectations tonight, Alexa?
0: Well, I've already been doodling as we've been talking, and I feel like it's co- like just like nervously – not nervously doodling, but you know how like, you just draw aimlessly on like a, a notepad as you like talk or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, and I've actually been getting the urge to paint too in the past um, – few days, but I'm probably just going to try to start again tomorrow. And oh, well, what I've been doing though the past few days is like making sure I get to some sort of workout class like every day and whether that there's like a dance class, there's like a spin class, there's all different kinds of classes. And I feel like that for me right now is the best thing I can do because I keep thinking of In an earlier episode when my higher self came through, my higher self was telling me – she came through Ambi, and she was telling me that I need to move my body like way more and that like Mm. I need to – that that's going to – and I've been noticing recently – I mean, it's obvious. We all talk about it all the time, like exercise, like it make your body feel good, obviously. But I really think that's my missing component to like what's going on with my life because sometimes I just let it go. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm like walking around. It's fine. But actually giving myself dedicated time to move and honor my body, I'm realizing is like this piece that's missing and that when I do it, it's like my whole body feels alive and I feel – and I get great ideas and like I said, it's like, it's, it's a cliche thing, but it's, it's, I think that for me is key right now, but I also do think I need to keep drawing or doing art because, um, yeah, I've drawn a lot of, yeah, I think I need to draw.
2: <laughs> I'm totally down with you drawing and working out. I, I'm actually forbidden from working out right now. I might have to have a minor sinus surgery. Oh no. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I finally, I'm very happy about it actually. Uh, it's been going on for years and, I finally have answers. Um, Good. but he's like, No, you, you can't work out. And I was like, No, but I'm a crossfitter. Please let me work out. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so work out enough for the both of us.
0: Oh, I will. <laughs> I'll be like, this one's for Larry. Absolutely, um, yes. <laughs> well, okay, cool. So we'll keep everyone updated on our um our re of our energy. Um, Larry, I have another question for you. Sure. Um Well, this is just like a callback to our last episode. Actually, I probably should have asked you this beforehand, but I'm just guessing. So last episode we were talking about doing – I don't know. Were we talking about doing past life regressions or what were we talking about doing? Yes, we were. We were. Is that something we need like to prepare for ahead of time because it just popped back up into my head and I'm really – Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's something that we need to definitely sit down and like literally plan out for for that. Oh, okay, Um, okay, okay because there, there could be some stuff that comes up that um the bloomers might not uh, you might not want the bloomers to oh hear.
0: okay 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 oh. cool. what
2: yeah sorry bloomers <laughs> <laughs> past life regressions are really really personal but i promise yeah i will we'll do it if you guys want to do it live uh, for another show i'm more than happy to do that cool that'd
1: be cool
0: well yeah. i'm curious is your pr- is it like hypnosis or is it you seeing into the past life
2: no. Okay. So that, it's interesting that you would ask that. um I just did a photo shoot um, oh, yeah. for the book, and yeah, right? Hell yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> trust. I, I was not feeling. Oh yeah, that day. Oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> listen, I got there at eleven a.m. and it lasted till four. Oh. And I didn't. I, I didn't realize it was going to be like a photo shoot. So I was like, oh my god, just take. The I hope I'm you were. I'm hungry.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh
2: I, I did. I worked okay. it out. Okay. Good. <laughs> Oh um, holy cow. But yeah. Day. It, oh
1: That's my gosh. Day, it, was, it was
2: it was she she got great shots. They'll be up on my website soon. Um, but I was um talking to the um the gal who's doing my pictures and I ended up reading a past life for her, not actually doing a regression for her. Um mm-hmm. and then and her son as well, and it was so I get chills thinking about it because we were um, doing the photo shoot in her studio, which was a, a converted home that her um, great-grandfather used to live in. And we did some digging, and we found out that um, he can, she could actually see from her desk where he used to work and the streets he used to um, go up and down. And then we further found out that um, she was the possessor uh, – is that her word? Possessor? She was in possession of – his spirit from way back when. Um, What does
0: that mean? Yeah, wait. So he
2: he reincarnated. As her? Yes, as her. And here's how we figured this out. Um, She has a desk in her studio. It's a nice wooden desk that great-grandfather made. Nobody ever had a key, but when she first got the desk, um, she knew exactly where the key was. And she knew all of the little, um, she said there was some of the drawers stick, and she knew instinctively had to open the drawers so they didn't stick. And then she said she had flashes of building a desk. And she, she was like, you know, I cannot build a desk. I'm just not that person. And then we, you know, I did some reading and we found out that he has reincarnated as her. Wow, And, that's and cool. Then, yeah, and then her son, she has three boys and her son was actually um, reincarnated in this lifetime as, um, as her son this lifetime, but her son was actually Greg Paul's wife.
0: Wait, wow.
2: yeah, it, it, wow. it, was, it was a long, long day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was so confused, I had to get out the notepad and start taking notes in between her doing shots
0: and everything. It was, I was just like, I'm so confused. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's crazy. That do you know the story cool. about Ambie's daughter? No,
1: do tell. Oh, I,
0: well, okay, okay. So,
1: um, <laughs> should I tell the long version or should I? Yeah, do I don't know, out?
0: people might not have heard it.
1: Okay, so essentially my daughter is six now at the time uh, she was three. Yeah, just learning to um, like developing speech, essentially like sentences. Mm -hmm. And she's in the playroom at our old house and she's playing with her little toys and she stops and she looks up and she looks around and she goes, why am I here? And I said, because you live here. And she said, no, why am I here? And we, we, this went on for like a solid 60 seconds. And she, she said, Why am I back on Earth? And I went, Whoa, what's happening? School and stopped. so, wow. yeah. And so I um, totally believe in reincarnation. So I said, Who were you the last time you were here on Earth? And she said, I was Nana's mommy, who is uh, Nana, is my mother, and she lives with us. So, oh, gosh, I, my, grandmother and my mother did not get along at all. My grandmother used to tell my mother horrible things. Like I'm so, um, if I could have had, if they had birth control of my day, I wouldn't have had you like just oh, terrible things to my mother. Bless it. Yeah. So my mom finding out that <laughs> my daughter is saying this, it was not well received. So, um, we started asking my daughter different things. If you were Nana's mommy the last time you were here, then what did you do for a living? And my daughter started playing with her hair. And she said something like this. My grandmother was a hairdresser and owned her own salon. Whoa. So then she said, okay, this went on for a year. So then we said, okay, if you were Nana's mommy last time, what was your favorite thing to do? And she said, eat by myself. And that is a very unique thing. It's not like go walk for go for a walk in the woods. Like, that's pretty general. I feel like a lot of people like to do that. But eating by myself, like, that's very specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, we, she started lecturing my mom about, like, she said, the last time I was here, you made me so mad. You left the door open and the dog got out. Like, specific instances that happened. Whoa. So one day, <clears throat> uh, my mother in, is in the kitchen with me and my daughter starts lecturing her about something. My daughter is like... The last time you were here you didn't listen to me and blah 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 and my mom's like that's it i'm done with this and she gets right in my daughter's face and she said if you um she said if you uh came back why why did you come back you were so mean to me the last time you were here why did you come back and she grabs my daughter she grabs my mother's face and puts her forehead on on her forehead, which is something that my grandmother always did to everyone. I don't know why, Mm -hmm. but she put her forehead on her forehead and she said, I came back to tell you that I'm sorry and I love you.
2: Ooh, full body chills.
1: (laughs) And my mom starts crying and my daughter starts crying. I'm crying. Like we're all crying in this kitchen. And then, um, that was when my daughter was right around four and she has no recollection of doing it. It all stopped after that. It was done. It was the okay. craziest thing. Okay.
2: So listen, have you heard of the book, The Boy Who Knew Too Much? No. Okay. They had a sale on Hay House, and I got the audiobook. You got You need to get that book. It is written by Kathy Bird, okay. um, and, it's, and it's called The Boy Who Knew Too Much, and it's the, uh, the true story of a young guy's past life memories as Lou Gehrig.
0: Whoa. telling wow.
2: h- telling his mother stuff that there was no way in the world like his mom I don't want to give it too much away but his mom was able to confirm so much even the rift between um, Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig and why they had a falling out and, I mean it was just stuff that he could not have known and it's the same type of thing that went on with your daughter so cool Yeah,
0: yeah. reincarnation so is cool. so cool yeah it's like, amazing. Like, Absolutely. Well, but also what confuses me is, like, how many times over can we be reincarnated in the same reality? Because, like, when Ambie and I do celebrity spirit reading, like, um, interviews, right, we just talk to – who did we just talk to? Oh. Mary Magdalene. Yes, we did. We talked yeah. to Mary Magdalene. Yeah, you yeah. know. You know what's up. <laughs> um, but, okay, we actually didn't ask her. But, like, everyone else that we've talked to, we usually ask, like, um, are you, like, also reincarnated – presently
1: and some of them
0: will say yes and some will will say no um but it's like and then when we say where and it's like in a different part of the country and it could also be because time is not linear right it could be at a different point in time what i'm saying is i'm just like how many times can you be reincarnated in in I guess, well, I guess time's not a thing. Sorry, guys. I'm just talking this out here. So I guess time, it's time. <laughs> if time is nonlinear, then I guess you can be reincarnated um, hundreds of thousands of times. That's Do you I mean, remember
1: what Robin Williams said? What did Which you say? What I thought was like so fascinating. Robin Williams was the first, ce- first celebrity interview that we did. We didn't actually air it on the show. Um, but Alexa asked him this question um have you been who have you been in a past life and who are you reincarnated currently and when you said who was he in a past life he showed me like a knight with a bird and there's this image which is so fascinating there's this image of his painted this picture of him as a knight that was a tweety bird so it's like it's like what what's happening here were you reincarnated are you like What's good? Were you a knight? Like, are we talking about, are we validating, like, who you are? Like, it was just so interesting because it was exactly what I saw was what his wife painted. Wow.
0: See, I feel like what what we're, like, getting down to is that, like, what – or what's becoming clearer to me is that, like – there's no, we think it's so black and white, right? We're like, okay, well, wait, these are the rules. This is what it seems like, you know. <laughs> this is how it works, you guys. And it's like, I don't know if it works any particular way. I don't mm. know if we're everything. If if me and you, there's literally no difference between me and you, safe mm-hmm. on and Larry. Right? It's like right. then what it's all the same stuff, just jumping around in different formations, right? So it's like, how can you even keep track? Because like Abraham – and this is what I want to know about past lives and stuff because Abraham Hicks always says when you get a past life regression you, or past life reading or whatever, you can't know for sure that that's your past life. All that you can know for sure is that it's a vibrational match to where you are now. And mm. I'm like, well, what does that mean? Because like a lot of people are doing past life stuff and like I got a pass. Oh, the first ever reading that I had, it wasn't with Ambie, it was another uh, medium before I met Ambie. And I asked about my past life that most influenced this one. And she told me, and I forget if I told this on the show before, but whatever. She told me that she saw me in like the 1500s or something like that. And I was like dirty and had, I was like a woman and I was a single mom. And I had, um, I, whatever, I, I had two kids who were very, very, very small, like babies. And they were both really ill, and I couldn't get them medicine. And that um, I, I basically like couldn't even bear to be around them because it hurt me so much that like I couldn't help them. So I just would like avoid them and let them cry because I like couldn't do anything for them because I was too poor. And then she told me that the babies in my 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 daughter and my son in that lifetime are my parents now, and. First of all, it made complete and total – like actually weirdly that whole scenario, I was like, whoa, that makes – that actually really feels very resonant with me. Yeah, yeah. But because like just the way our dynamic is and just – it just made a lot of sense. But then I'm like, okay, but if I went to her now and got and asked for the life that most influenced this one, is it going to be the same or is it going to be a different type of life that just matches where I am now because I'm not in the same place? What is your take on this whole thing? Larry? Well,
2: with me, it, it kind of goes back and it's it circles itself right back around to expectation. Um, there are also spiritual expectations, right? So yeah. when we're in spirit, the, the expectation is that we're going to come to incarnate to this realm to learn and to grow and to evolve our spirit. So um, I, I feel like that if you say, you know, what lifetime most influenced this current lifetime, you know, currently – You're going to pick up different things at different points of where you are, Mm. because here's what actually here's what happens is that we carry a lot of these lessons that we didn't learn or we didn't get um, from lifetime to lifetime. So um, I just did I did a regression a few weeks ago for one of my friends in New York and he carried um, we we actually ended up seeing two lifetimes for him before he got too overwhelmed to continue. Um, But he felt like, again, the word expect came up that he was expected to live this lifetime knowing that his issue with trust and um, being available to people was something that he had to overcome. Mm. So, and that was something that he carried through the previous two lifetimes that we looked at. So it, when you're saying what lifetime actually impacted or influenced lifetime that I'm in now, it depends on where you were at that point and where you are now. So you can see what the actual um, spiritual expectations are that are placed on you, and you know, it, 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 I think it takes a little bit of comfort to know that when you're doing a past life regression. Um, I, I've never thought about it in the way that Abraham Hicks said it. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know you're just aligning yourself vibrationally with you know th- that particular moment in time, but it does make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I think it takes a lot of clarity and maturity to look at that lifetime and say that you are not that, but you're here to learn a similar lesson.
0: Mm. Well, right, mm. because like they say, and a lot of people say, it's like you're here now with the slate wiped clean for a very particular reason. Like there's if you carried over everything from before, you wouldn't get to learn these new this new level of lessons, right? So in a way, it's like going back – I mean, I think it's super ho- – I don't know. I have, like, curiosities about my past and, like, things that I intuitively feel. So I guess, like, for – I, I don't know. I guess I'm just curious. Like, do you think that it's helpful to go back?
2: I mean, it's definitely, I think, beneficial to go back at least once if for nothing more than to, you know, just quell the curiosity that you have in you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think it's a really good thing to go back just to see what thematically your lives have been. Because a lot of times, I mean, if, if you look over your life, each one of us has kind of a, a core theme that seems to surround us. Like if you think about your life as it is right now, there's kind of a, there's a thread, there's a theme that's running through your life. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're here to learn. And that's what you're here to do. For me, you know, I, I've always been the person that was told, even, you know, being a little boy, that, oh my God, I, I can't wait to say that I knew you when and that you're you're meant to do big things. And I never... I, I was like, okay, well, can you guys tell me what these big things are? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they are. And it finally took spirit basically to get grabbing by the shoulders and be like, you are a spiritual life coach. You're an author. You're all these things. And now that I'm in the flow of writing, you know, where's my pizza and, you know, um, doing all this stuff and helping people, you know, you know, like life coaching them and helping them set expectations. It's like, I feel, I know that I'm in the flow and I I was, the funniest thing is I was out at the movies this past weekend. I went to see A Star is Born, the new Lady Gaga. Oh my God, I want to see it so bad. Uh, it's amazing. I heard. <laughs> oh my God, it's amazing. <laughs> uh, but I, every time I saw Lady Gaga on screen, I got these butterflies in my stomach and I'm like, and I just said intuitively, oh my God, I know her. I know her. Mm. And it was like, you're going to be operating in that same space. You're aligning yourself vibrationally with that kind of energy. So when people say, you know, that I, you know, you're meant to do big things, uh, I know that the world at this point is my oyster and I'm not going to be satisfied until the expectation that I have for where's my pizza and for my spiritual life coaching and all that good stuff comes to fruition in which I am, you know, a number one New York Times bestseller, you know, until I am a, you know, multimillionaire and all those are my expectations. And I'm clear about those things.
0: So. Damn. Like, see, like, when you say it like that, it's like, God, like, we need to get – you're just helping me realize, like, how – like, this whole – everything that we're going through right now, every – all this stuff that's coming up that Ambie and I are describing of, like, stuff coming up, it's like – I literally now that you're talking about all this, I'm just feeling how it's all coming up for us to get clear because we're – and this is what John said recently. It's like because now we know, again, so clearly what we don't want, which is this discomfort, which is this ambiguity, ambiguity, which is this like – this un like something that's been coming up for me is the realization that i've been trying to avoid things for so long like avoid looking about looking at things avoid talking about things um things that like Just are important to me but that I don't want to talk about because I don't want to like look closer at because it might stir the pot right and now I'm realizing it's more painful to not stir the pot like to not get clear than to stir the pot a little and get some clarity and get some like uh, you know authenticity right so you're just helping me realize it's like that's what unhappiness is, not having clear goals, like not having a clear vision of where you're going. And like when you can actually get honest, then you can get clear. But until we're all ready to get honest, then we can't get clear. And that's what we're all going through as a collective right now is this like journey back to honesty and integrity where for so long we've just had this smoke screen up in front of us intentionally almost, you know, like, well, unconsciously, but kind of intentionally to avoid looking at the things we don't want to look at. But it's in looking at those things that we get release and relief and clarity. And then when we get clarity, we can be specific in what we want. And when we're specific in what we want, then we can expect what we want. And when we expect what we want, then we'll see it manifest.
1: You
2: are totally coming on with me to my book tour, so you can say that. Yes! I need to write that down. That's really good. Isn't she like the well,
1: best hype man? Again. Man, that,
2: that was incredible. But what just happened is you had an amazing breakthrough. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I always say, you know, in getting clear, there's that place that we all have within ourselves that no one knows anything about except for you, right? There's the and it's that place where you know your husband doesn't know about it, your wife doesn't know about it, your kids don't know about it. It's just it's just you, and yeah. there are things that you're able to say in that space within yourself that you know you sometimes can't say out loud. Um, but kind of kind of piggybacking off of that, you know, like you said, you're not not wanting to stir the pot. The, the home cooking me says, you know, if you don't stir the pot, things begin to stick them. and burn on the bottom.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. And, <laughs> and who wants to eat a pot full of
2: food? and you got all that burnt stuff floating up to the top. No, yeah. you know, we, you got to make sure it's still, you know, you're staring it in and it's good for you. And, you know, just saying, you know, getting honest and getting clear, a lot of times it's hard for us to do that because we're not ready to face it. So mm-hmm. j- just for me, um, when I was in my teens, I, I knew, you know, I, well, I've known before then, but I've known since I was a very little boy that, I was, I'm a big gay man. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, everyone saw it, everyone you know, knew it, but I fought it tooth and nail. I was going to go, I was going to go pray it away. Right. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't even say the word gay, mm-hmm. even to myself. I could not make myself say it aloud to save my life. I was like, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. And it was finally when I was able to speak the truth out loud is that like you said, I was able to get released, but we have to be mm-hmm. willing to speak whatever that is, whatever that truth is out loud because truth, speaking your truth is one of the greatest exercises in trust because you trust yourself to say it and you trust the other person that you're saying truth to, that they can handle what you're saying. Mm,
0: totally. Mm-hmm. And I, and, and just to elaborate on that, like that's something that, you know, I keep having these, um, It's like I want to – I'm realizing now after some experiences I've had recently that like what I just said, what we just talked about is like when you speak your truth, you get this massive release like where where you actually like there's a fear. There's The reason we don't want to speak our truth is because we think we're going to lose love and connection. We think if we say this thing, then someone's not going to love me anymore, right? Because otherwise, why wouldn't we just say it? We would say it. But there's some fear there of like this is going to make someone unhappy. This is going to make someone look at me differently. This is going to make someone not love me anymore more and it's truly the other way around whereas like keeping this thing into yourself feeling like it can't go anywhere it's like you're saying it's get, getting burnt on the body you know it's not moving around it's not flowing so it's getting stagnant and it's getting burnt and it's causing you to be burnt up from the inside right absolutely and, it, and it's like when you <clears throat> actually can be vulnerable and take that leap and do the thing that scares you by sharing something that you think might make someone love you less. It actually, I. I'm starting to realize this, makes them love you more and makes other people love you more because one, you're opening up that piece of yourself that um, has been stagnant inside. You finally are opening up the flow and you're getting all the burnt stuff out and you're allowing new energy in there. And Mm -hmm. two, so you're loving yourself more, first of all. And then secondly, other people tend to, even though we have this fantasy in our head, they're going to hate me, they're going to think horrible things, it actually tends to bring you closer with other people because you're letting yourself be seen. Right? And then when you allow yourself to be seen, there forms this bond, even if it's something horrible. I mean, I remember Mary Magdalene in in the interview when I asked um, what advice do you have for relationships? I remember she was like, speak the truth even when it hurts. Speak the truth, like even when Mm -hmm. it hurts. And it's like I just feel like that's so – it's so real. It's the last thing we want to do. But I feel like that's what causes separation in all relationships, whether it's friendships, um, romantic relationships, per- business relationships, whatever, when we don't feel like we can speak our truth. Ambie, you and I had that amazing conversation that like totally opened up the flow between us even though it hurt a little bit on both of our mm-hmm. ends. Yeah. So it's just, it's just amazing. I had another
1: conversation protection. like that with someone today. Yeah. And
0: it – it
1: um you know, we talked about it afterwards. And – things are actually much better and it's interesting because that person shared with me like normally she just ghosts people and like done like i'm not facing this i'm not dealing with it i'm just done right but by not doing that and by expressing how you feel and expressing how i feel now it can change and it can be different Mm -hmm. so and I, i would have never known that and she would have never known that um so it's good it's so good and, yes, speaking
2: yeah, and it's, curious, it's important. <laughs> yeah, and it's so awesome because what happens, like, when we get that fear and everything, because that fear is an expectation. Um, and what happens is a lot of the disconnection or the breakdown in relationships, whether it be a friendship, a uh, you know, romantic relationship, is we, we, we write a narrative for somebody. We make up a story that they, yeah. have no, they know nothing about we've got this (laughs) whole story written for them of how they're going to react and how they're what we're going to say in response and that we have this whole thing written out, and they have no idea that we've written the story about them Mm -hmm. so that that's where the breakdown comes and so when you tell your truth you know you can go into it um i had a client who came to me saying that she found um on her phone that her husband was doing some back and forth banter um that was you know just not good for the relationship you know he was commenting on women and you know, she just was not having that, and she said, "I know how he's going to react because how he reacts in every relation, every time I, you know, confront him about something is blah blah blah." I said, "Well, expect something different. You know, expect mm-hmm. that he's go- he's going to be open and that he's going to react in a positive way." I don't know if it's going to work, but okay, I'm going to do that. And she, you know, talked herself up, and she said, "Okay, I'm going to expect that he's he's going to react openly." And she said, "I it was like it was a different man when I went to him." She was like, "He didn't. He wasn't defensive. He was apologetic." He knew what he did was wrong. I mean, she said, and I—it's because I expected something different. Mm. And that—that that, I mean, that's all that it You—we have to begin training ourselves. It's not right narratives for people that you know to speak our truth. And if someone—if you do speak your truth to someone, and someone can't handle it, what speaking your truth does is it's pulled up to the surface from the bottom of that burned-on pot. The people that don't need to be in your soup anyway. Mm-hmm. You don't want you don't want them. In, you don't want them in your mix anyway. <laughs> so if it if it brings yep. them to the top, let them go. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. And you know that's interesting because actually, like what happened is this person told me a way that I'm not being a good friend, and it made me like it took me back, and then it made me feel like you know what, maybe she's right, maybe I'm not being a good friend. And thank you for pointing that out to me because if you don't tell people what your expectations are of them and you don't tell people how they're um you don't speak your truth about the situation the way you perceive it right then Mm -hmm. they're never going to know your perception because you're nobody's you
2: Mm -hmm. exactly and everyone is perfectly entitled to their experience you know when I, i just had this very similar conversation last night with one of my friends and she was like, you know, I, I've been going through some stuff and I felt like you've been really distant. And the, and I was like, well, that is your experience. And I'm like, and I totally understand where you're coming from because, yeah, I have been. I've been, you know, doing, building a new website and writing a book and, you know, doing all kinds
0: of things. And taking mobile, the world by storm. over Taking the world <laughs> by
2: storm. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, so if you, under, if you think that I've been that way, I said, I can't disagree with you. And you're, t- you're perfectly entitled to feel the way that you feel. And, you know, we were able to get to a place of honesty and clarity, just like you guys.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it feels so good to have just to just to God, like I feel like we're coming into the age of truth right now. And I and I I feel like this is just like a super powerful exercise in just like actually getting clear what do I want and then speaking it. And then allowing whatever transpires after that to transpire, and typically what transpires is a whole lot more energy and a whole lot more connection to what's around you. So, um, yeah, this has been really this has been really fun, Larry. Is there anything else you want to do? You want to give people where um, they can contact you, where they can get your new book, uh, where they can reach out to you for readings and all that stuff? Do you want to for
1: life coaching? Because I yeah, life feel coaching. Better.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do too. Ambie and I were like, not in a good way before we yes, started we here. Yeah, we
2: needed this coaching <laughs> <Yeah>. session. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, you can find me um, on, depending on when this airs, um, the landing page for the book will at least be up. It's at uh, larry-armstead.com. Um, so go there, um, pre-order the book. It'll be out December the 14th. Um, it's, already, it's already available um, on Amazon for pre-order, and it's called Where's My Pizza?, um for readings you can find me on paralary.com um and yeah um i cannot wait for this book to be out and to share these lessons with you i'm coming up with a lot of awesome things um i'm coming up with some signature programs so people can you know um be able to kind of do like book clubs and stuff with me and to do some group life coaching stuff with me so i have all kinds of stuff on the burner i'm, I'm telling you your boy needs an assistant
0: <laughs> if you want to be larry's go ahead yes if you want to be larry's assistant, assistant <laughs> yes um, call me my,
1: with uh your resume send him an email yeah. let him know
0: Absolutely. Or, or email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com and we'll, we'll vet them for you Larry.
1: <laughs> absolutely
2: and you guys can also find me at larry at larry-armstead.com
0: Awesome. awesome. Larry, this is so much fun, as always, uh, having you back on the show, and we will have to do it again. We're, we're going to have to do past live. I want to air. I want to do mine live. I don't care. Um, we'll have to do a pastly you progression.
2: Br- you're a
0: brave woman. <laughs> wait, what's going to happen? Oh, no. Now I'm scared. Um, <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> wait, not I- set
1: that expectation, Larry. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Don't put <laughs> it in my vortex, Larry. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Larry will certainly be back. And, uh, yeah, it's been it's been a pleasure. Thanks for uplifting us. And, of course, before we go, we need to thank our amazing Patreon patrons, all 10 of you growing by the day, um, really, really loving all of you for helping support this show. Our patrons are Tiffany Polito, Tammy Lip, Paige Long, Mimi Edmeter, Melanie Larson, Mariah Atkinson, Mandy Ford, Lisa Perez, Jamie McMahon, and Charm City Foster Mama on Instagram. We love, love, love you for helping us continue to put this show out. Thank you for all of your support. And uh until next time, everyone, keep on blooming. We love you. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Podcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the, the seeds of love and light and bloom from within.